Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited for you to join us today. To find out more about us, visit highway.com.au. Welcome to all those watching at home. Great to be with us. Super Soca Sunday. Uh, it's a great event in our church. And, uh, well, you're going to be blessed today. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, he's, he's just going to wing it this morning. You know, I know you're thinking that, but I have prepared a message. And... Uh, we, uh, we spoke last week uh, about uh, out of the book of Acts and um, we're looking at this next season on focusing on where we are as a church and how we can rebuild and, and move from here. But that translates down in, in every individual's life as well. Um, our next season, you know, we're, we're regrouping, we're rebuilding our church and uh, rebuilding our faith so that it just gets better and better than it's ever been. And uh, over the last few weeks, we started uh, with the story of, of uh, that Jesus told about the wise man and the foolish man who built their homes, and the storm came, and it was the condition of the foundation, you know, that was revealed, and, and one, as you know in the story, one was built on the sand, it collapsed, but the one built upon the rock, it was the one that remained. And um, we looked out of uh, Acts chapter 2 last week. I'm going to look at that again, Acts chapter 2. Okay, Acts chapter 2, verse 42. What did we learn last week? We looked at foundation stones that the early church used that has lasted them for 2,000 years. The first one we looked at last week, that they, they were hungry for God. And I guess that was a challenge on all of us as believers to just stop and say, am I still hungry as I used to be? Am I as hungry for God now as I used to be? Or has something waned? Have I leveled off? Now it's time to get back to that place of God where hungry for you. Hungry for you to move. Hungry for you to touch lives. Hungry for you for miracles to take place. The second foundation stone we spoke about last week was having a love for God. Because it's only that love for God that relates for the love of God to flow through us. If, if you know, we can't do this in our own strength. Why? Because people aren't all nice people. Is that true? You know some of those not nice people. But you've got to love them. How do you do that? Well, the love of God. When you love him, that love of God comes back and is translated and flows through you so that you have that love that he has for the whole world. The third stone was grateful to God. And that's a choice that we make. A choice that we make. Who knows? Not everything's going to go right. Not everything's going to go right. I'm moving house next week. <laughs> Apparently. I've got to move house. We've got to be out of the house. And, uh, yeah. I've got a good excuse, but I don't know whether Annie's really buying it. <laughs> but, you know, not everything goes smoothly. You know, it doesn't. But in all things, we choose what? To be grateful to God. Be grateful to God. I, I love it. I, I just love the fact that God, no matter what, turns it around for good. 
Let's read this passage of Scripture. I want to see three more things out of it today. Uh, In verse 42, it says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to one, uh, anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. The thing I love about building these these foundation stones into our life is that you're building something strong for the generations. Building something strong for the generations. Not only will you be blessed as you position these in your life, but way beyond that, the generations will be blessed as well. And these are the absolutes that every believer needs to build something better. We're not here to just fill in time, amen? We're not here to fill in time. What a waste. What a waste of humanity. We're here to make a difference. And individually and collectively, we can do that. We can do that, you bet. Let's look at the first one today. The first foundation stone I see here is a a sense of purpose in verse 46. It says, every day they continue to meet together in the temple courts. Every day. (coughs) I'm sure they all had jobs. I mean, this wasn't the church of the eternal unemployed. And and there would have been many of more important things that they would have, you know, probably had to do or things that would grab their attention. But in their mind, this was where they needed to be. Every day, we're not missing it. God's going to do something and I need to be there. Who's, who's ever felt that? Who's ever felt that? Who's ever, who's ever missed a meeting and, and someone told you that God moved and you missed it? Don't you hate that? That's obviously not a friend will tell you that. Not a friend. You think, oh, if I'd only been there, I'd just miss that one meeting. Sense of purpose. And this has now become their number one priority because it was attached to purpose. This was now their number one priority because it was attached to purpose. They were no longer a person who attended church. They were now becoming the church. 1 Peter 2.4 says, As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans but chosen by God and precious to him, you also. Did you get that? You, you also, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. See, they weren't spectators anymore, you know. They, they, they weren't tire kickers. They weren't rubberneckers, you know, the ones you see on the freeway that, you know. No, no, they, were, they had skin in the game now. They had made this decision to follow Christ, to turn their back on everything that they knew, and they said, no, we're in. Why? Because there's purpose attached to this. 
We want skin in the game. We're not going to be a spectator. And they were born into the nation of Israel and they had no say in that. These guys were all Jews. They, they, they had no say where they were born, but they had a say where they were born again. That's the difference. You see, they chose to be born again. And you can be born into a Christian family and praise God for that. Awesome. I wasn't. But praise God if you're born into a Christian family, but you still have to choose to be born again. Still have to choose to be born again. Still have to choose to take up your sense of purpose in the kingdom of God and in the world around you. And it's not until you make that choice that you really understand what the purpose is all about. What the purpose is all about. I remember the day that, you know, I asked God to forgive me. Now, I found God to be real. I'd heard stories about this God thing and religion and all that. Didn't have a lot of time for it. But then one day, one day I had this encounter with God and I found God to be real. Found him to be real. It was that simple. And then I understood that I had a purpose on this planet, that I had a real purpose. I didn't understand a lot of it, but, but deep down within me, there was something that I knew was bigger that was growing on the inside of me. Something had come alive. It was the best feeling I ever felt. For some reason, I was contented. I was happy. I didn't know why. I felt actually a bit foolish because I couldn't attach a reason to it. But when you come to know God for real, you come to know your purpose. No better feeling than that. No better feeling than that. So don't miss out on what, what God has for you. You know, open up your heart. Open up to God. Open up to that purpose for your life. And I promise you, you'll never be happier. You'll never be happier than that moment. Never be more fulfilled in your life. The second stone I want to talk about this morning is a sense of family. In verse 46, as we read again, it says that every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. See, back in verse 41, it says that those who accepted his message were baptised and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. Now, I'm sure 3,000 people who just rocked up didn't all know each other. They weren't all best friends. They, they weren't all sort of, you know, golf buddies. No, no. 3,000 turned up and um, <coughs> in chapter Chapter 2, verse 5, it says, There were God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. So what's happened? All these Jews came from every nation under heaven to this moment, and they saw the pouring out of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. And they were touched, and they were born again. They received Christ from that moment. And they came from different backgrounds, different cultures, but the Holy Spirit brought them together with a sense of purpose and a sense of family. Sense of purpose and a sense of family. So it's more than just a gathering of like-minded people. The church becomes more like a family. You see, John 1, 12 says that, Yet to all who did receive him, to all those who believed in his name, he gave us, 
Listen to it. The right to become children of God. What's that one family? Every believer comes together as a family. You know, it doesn't matter where I travel in the world. If I'm with a born-again believer, that's my family. I connect with that person. We, we, we get it. We understand it. We know that we're living for a sense of purpose and a sense of family. I love that. I just love it. And you know what? It's the first thing I noticed when I came into a church for the very first time. The first thing I noticed was that they knew how to do family well. Now, you know, that was totally foreign to me. Now, the family I grew up in was a war zone. It was a war zone. You know, every second night were fights and, and doors slamming and fists through walls. And it was just, it was all the adults, it was just a war zone. And all the kids, all the kids were left to drag themselves up. That, that we just survived. That's how it was. No plan for success for the generations. It's just survive until you get old enough to get out of home and then go and destroy your life in a totally different way. That was the plan. And then you read things like this in the Word of God. Oh, man, you read things like this. That husbands love your wife as Christ loved the church. And you know that, that, that Christ loved the church so much that he died for that. And I came from this messed up, totally dysfunctional environment to a place where it said, if you're a husband now, you better love your wife. I mean lover. Unconditional love. Man, you don't hear that on the news. And then wives, honour your husbands as unto the Lord. Not as they are lords. That's a wrong interpretation. No, as unto the Lord. Just honour. I've got to tell you as a bloke, for my wife to honour me means everything. What do you want? Give me the cheque, I'll sign it. Seriously. I never heard this stuff. What about children? Obey your parents. <laughs> Wouldn't that work well in some homes today? How many 12-year-old, 13-year-old, 14-year-old kids are out stealing cars? I don't think they know this scripture. Because they've never been taught. They've never been told. They've never had the opportunity to have a plan of success for their life. Nah, no, just survive any way you can. God's got a better plan for you than that. God's got a better opportunity for you than that. I've got to tell you, I'm living proof of it. I'm living proof of it. You know, before I found God to be real, I, I, was, I was planning to leave Anne. You know, I mean, all my mates, you know, their marriages split up and all that sort of stuff. It was, it was common in my world. And I was planning to leave her. I was getting a little bit of a, a plan together to say, you know, this ain't working for me. I'm out of here. 
she was seriously interfering with my drinking habits. Seriously. And I thought that. I'm thinking, woman, get off my case. I only spend half the pay on alcohol. You've got the other half. Then I found God. Folks, this is real to me. This isn't church mumbo-jumbo. This is real to me. You can have much better than you have right now. I promise you that. If you'll just take these steps and apply them to your life. and Value a sense of family. Every home's different, but, but God has given his family a plan. You have a plan. If you apply the plan, it works. It works. I, I believe that anyway. And you know what? My dream is that Highway becomes a family. You know, the, the 26 years ago, we started this church with, the, with the, the caption, a family church with a mission's heart. A family church with a mission's heart. That's my dream. That's my desire for Highway, for you, that we would be a family. And number three, a sense of mission. A sense of mission, if you look at verse 47. It says, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. The message that they'd received and the life in the Spirit that they had encountered was never meant for just a select group of people. This was God's gift of salvation to the whole world. To the whole world. And, and this is what was so hard for the Jews to understand. Because for thousands of years, they were the chosen ones. From Abraham down, they were told every day, you know, you are God's. You are the chosen ones. Segregate yourself. Don't get near them Gentiles. Don't go into their houses. You'll be tainted. You are the chosen one. And that's why the Father sent the Son to open it up. To open it up to every one of us. To open it up to the whole world. And I've got to tell you, you can't tell me you know the heart of God if you don't know mission. If you don't know mission, if there's not something inside you that breaks when you watch those reports on the news of people destroying themselves. God's creation destroying themselves when His, <coughs> His plan was for so much more. So much more and they're throwing it away because they don't know any better. And yet, I've got that message that will help every one of them. I've got it. Now, they may not all receive it or want it, but, but my obligation is to, is to speak it. Very last thing that Jesus commanded in Acts 1.8, He said, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You will be my witnesses in the church, Jerusalem, in the church, in, in, in the community and the different 
you know, cultural groups, Judea and Samaria, and, that, and then to the ends of the earth. And for you and I in this house, you know that's God has placed India upon our heart for the last, well, decades now, absolute decades now. And it's, it's just not right to receive so much for free and not share it or want others to have what you have. It's just not right. It's not right. We sh- I want this for everyone. Every single person. Now, maybe you didn't come from the background that, that I came from and, and maybe you think that everyone has a, a, a blessed life, you know. It may be your normal. So praise God for that. But not everyone has this opportunity that we have. You need to know that. And I know I never thought it was possible till I met God. I thought it was impossible. And you know, this room is filled with amazing stories where the God of the second chance created an opportunity and you said yes. You said yes. You know, our mission locally, we work a, a lot with, with foster carers and foster children, kids that are brought out of domestic violence, you know, that homes are just broken. And those kids come out with nothing. They come out with nothing, just pyjamas if they're wearing them. They're taken out of a domestic violence situation. And you guys provide backpacks for those kids. And all those kids get a backpack with, with pyjamas and clothes and a toy and, and toothpaste and, t- you know, things that when you're dragged out with nothing, you provide that for those kids to the government departments on Narang and Springwood, I think, and Mermaid Waters. It's just, it's growing and growing for such a need. We're working with domestic violence at the moment to see where we can make a difference in our local reach. You know, our India plan, we, you know, together for what you do, we, we have, we feed thousands of people up to this point. Over the decades we've been doing it. We've housed and educated the poor of the poor. We've had our girls home, you know, that, that we, we took them in from, you know, four or five year old. Now they're graduating to be nurses and one's even going to be a doctor. Can you believe that? These are tribal. These are nomadic tribes. You make a difference in their life. It's our mission. We have free medical clinics. We just opened a a new one up just recently, a couple of weeks ago, a brand new medical clinic for the poor in a place that's ravaged with COVID. Dental services. We built homes for the poor. We, we built houses for a complete leper colony. You know that. Much, much more. Why? Why? Because of what He has done for us. How can we not do something for someone else? 
And if you're sitting here today, whether you're a believer or not, how can you not be a part of that? Give God a chance in your life. Have a sense of purpose and a sense of family and a sense of mission. Start to build your foundation with the principles and the absolutes of God in your life. And I tell you what, you will build something that is phenomenal. Something that is, will transform your generations. They will look at you in years to come and go, I want to be like granddad. I want to be like mum. I want to be like dad. I want to be like nana. It's a great heritage. I don't want you to miss out on that. Let's pray this morning before we come back to worship. Where's the team? Can we come and, and worship again? Because this worshiping Him is really the connection. That's really where it all begins. We start to let ourselves go and understand how big our God is. That no matter what happens, He's for us and not against us. The Word tells us that. <coughs> let us pray. Father, in this house today, you know every heart. You know every, every individual before they were born. You've even written a plan of success for each one of them. For each one. It's already written. So, Father, today I pray that in their hearts, as they're feeling something of the stirring of God, something of the challenge to build it better, to be a part of your mission to not only have our life changed, Lord, but that we would be a part in seeing others' lives change for the better. And for that, we give you praise. We give you glory for that. So, Lord, I pray you touch each one. And, Lord, today, if it's, if it's the first time, anyone here, the first time that that they're feeling this, that they're feeling you in their heart. Encourage them to say yes. Find out more about how good you are in Jesus' name. Everyone said? Amen. God bless you, folks. See you tonight.